Welcome to Dungeons and Dialectics, the synthesis of tabletop roleplay and philosophy. Welcome everyone to our first episode of Dungeons and, Di- Dungeons and Dialectics, the synthesis. Dianetics. Dungeons and Dianetics. <laughs> I thought you were going to be quiet, Matt. Well, you were, like, fucking it up. You were blowing it right out of the gate. I know. Well, you know, we said this was for practice, so. Well, I was kind of joking. This isn't for practice. Oh, this is, this is our. This is real. All right. This, this is for real. This is the real deal. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Dungeons and Dialectics. Not Dianetics. Dialectics. Dialectics? Isn't it dialectics? I mean, I would believe you. You're the, the PhD candidate. Dialectical? Yeah. Okay, so... Cool. Hey, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> the dunge- welcome to Dungeons and Dialectics. Welcome to Dungeons and Dialectics. Yeah. The synthesis of role-playing and philosophy. Yeah. I'm your host, Joseph. Do you want a nickname? You can be, uh... Do you have a nickname? I, I go by Dangerous sometimes. Dangerous? It's pretty stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you go by? Just call me Matt. I'm Matt. <laughs> and you're Joe. I'm your host. I'm, this is Matt. He is yo. the consultant. Consultant means I'm not doing shit. You better do all the work. You know, I think consultant means... Well, what if we call you an intern? And then... <laughs> yeah. You do all the work. But so I won't be getting paid. Is this like a reverse financed internship? Yeah. I'll be sending you money. You'll be sending me. I worked a job actually where we charged people for the internship. What? And I thought it was fucked up. It's Wait, fucked should we swear up. on this podcast? I think we should decide, right? We should probably not because our audience is so limited already. Really? I feel like the only way we're going to get an audience is if we swear. Is if we swear excessively? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that makes a really fucking good point. Yeah. Dick face. My thoughts for the show is that you're going to be, like, making all these serious points. I'm just going to neg you mercilessly. You know, the thing, though, Matt, is that you know a lot more about philosophy than I do. And since that's, like, half the show, I feel like you should sometimes say something serious. Okay. I can do that. But, so when you say philosophy, I mean, do you want this to be, uh... You want this to be like all philosophy? Because I would like to hear you talk about theology too, unless you're lying to me and you don't know shit about theology. Well, I would love to talk about theology. I think that would be, that would be kind of fascinating. Um, and politics too, why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, political theory is really like a kind of philosophy. It's like a kind of philosophy. In some ways, it's a kind of theology. Yeah. That's well, I don't know. Point. I don't know anything about that. I think that it makes sense to... Like, our scope could include all of this. Yeah. But if we start with, like, maybe a few, like, core, I don't know, like, philosophy 101 shit, and then yeah. we can expand into more, like, yeah. other stuff. If you want to get, like, theology of migration, dude, yeah. I got you. Well, what are we doing in D&D except migrating from one place to another, you know? In, in many cases, in fashions that contravene the, the law of the land. Mm, that is yeah. such a good point. All right, that's all. That's all we have for today. That was a fantastic episode. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. You can support us on Patreon mm-hmm. and buy our merch.
Oh, man, that's really why I'm here. I'm kind of hoping to make money on merch. I'm kind of hoping to make enough money so that I can quit my Ph.D. program and leave. Really? Do you not, are you not enjoying your Ph.D. program? No, the Ph.D. program itself is fine. The thing is, without doxing myself on this uh, very anonymous podcast, apparently, which probably won't last for long. Oh, um, that's true. I'm moving to an undisclosed location that, without insulting any of my colleagues who are from there, I will say is not as glamorous as what I'm used to. Oh, well, you know, you do live in a very sunny, very beautiful, undisclosed location at the moment. So I do, I yeah, yeah. Why. It's great stuff. And you're moving to quite the undisclosed hellhole. <laughs> From a certain point of view. <laughs> From a certain point of view, that's true. Yep. Should we talk about our history with tabletop RPGs and games and gaming in general? I think that would be a good that would be a good um, place to start. That's what the people want to hear. I think that's what the people want to hear. And if by yes. people we mean no one, and well, I want to hear. I know at least three people that I will send a link to this to. However, you also know those same three people, and knowing <laughs> for us and Max. Yeah, those are the three people. And knowing their characters, I think Faraz will listen to this. Max might listen to this, and Daniel will not listen to this. Sorry, Dan. Dan, if you listen to this, text me. I think Max will listen to it. Max is really supportive of his friends. Max is a great guy, but he's also, in his own words, his ass was chased by a – no, his juicy ass was chased by a thick storm or something because he's driving across the country right now. That's how he put it. I mean, I would chase Max's juicy ass too, so that's understandable. Why oh, do you think I'm still friends with him? That's true. You just not for his fucking personality. I'll tell you that, Mark. <laughs> Bridge, brother. Yep. <laughs> so this is a podcast where we give <laughs> our assholes to our friends. Yeah, it's a pretext. The, the theoretical element that you were interested in is mostly a pretext, so that we can. <laughs> critique people that we, that, you know, ostensibly we ought to like, but we don't, of course. Yes. Well, I mean, that's a good question. Like, what even is friendship? And how do we create an imagined community through RPGs? Yeah, okay. Do you want to talk about that? Well, wait, now, that sounds like a pretty complicated topic. I mean, I might have to, like, read one or two Wikipedia articles before I come back and talk about this. You hear it here, folks. We're doing real research. I'm doing the real that real. Well, I I could read the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy, but then nobody would. <laughs> we'd be here for like a fucking week. That's true. That's true. Those articles are. We're already nine ago. minutes in, and we haven't even told these people who we are. I'm Matt. Hey, everybody. I'm Matt. I am an. I'm a pseudo academic philosopher. I'm getting my PhD right now. I don't have high hopes for the future because there are no jobs. So um, I will perhaps be very poor in the near future. However, right now I have enough money to play tabletop RPGs. Who are you, Joey? Hi, my name is Joe Danger. I'm a professional dungeon master, and I'm also getting a master's in Latin American theology. I don't know what else I do. I live in the woods right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wait, tell me, so... So, uh, so why are you, where are you? You're in like El Salvador, is that right? No, I'm in California. No, no, I know you're in, Cal- but I mean like when you're getting your master's degree, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, Salvador, my university, the Universidad Centroamericana, Jose Simeon Cañas, is in El Salvador. It is a Jesuit university. 
It is perhaps most famous to the rest of the world as being the site of six murdered Jesuit flags and their two caretakers. So I called you the other day to try to coordinate this podcast, and your girlfriend answered the phone. And it was also like 11 p.m., so maybe I should have done this at a different time. Matt, you, I asked my partner about this, and she told me that she has no idea what the fuck you're talking about. What? Did I call the wrong person? I suspect so. <laughs> I called some person. I said, hey, hey, is Joey there? <laughs> oh, man. No, well, she did uh, not talk to you, Matt. I wonder who, did I call your mom? I think you're lying about this. No, I might have called your mom. No, Matt, why the hell would you have called my mom? And well, also, I just called the first phone number on my list for Joey. Maybe it was your mom. All right, all right. You're going to read me your phone number. My phone number. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's air. a good idea. I don't know if that's a good idea. I'll text, I'll, I'll text it to you all right, text right now. Oh, wait a minute. I've been, text, I've been texting the wrong person all this time. No, I've been texting you. Wait, so who did I just send a text to? I have uh, not received a text. Wait. <laughs> who is this person? Hold on. You can cut this out. You can edit this out and post. I'm just going to read you this number. Undisclosed. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> so I have, like, a text message history with this guy going back three years. <laughs> no, you... Wait, wait, wait. That might be my brother. Uh, so did I call... Oh, no, that's definitely my mom. Okay, well, there it is. Matt, I called your are mom. you fucking kidding me? I called your mom at 11 p.m. <laughs> Oof. Matt, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Oops. Oopsie day. Matt, how? Well, you know what? It was, uh, we're off to a good start. She didn't call me back. What the fuck? Yeah, of course not. I said I had important business with you. Classic mishap. Well, now you know, my phone number is the number that I have been texting you from when yeah. we talk about philosophy and Dungeons and & Dragons. And dialectics. And Dungeons and & Dialectics. Dianetics. Dungeons and & Dianetics. We should have one episode that's Dungeons & Dianetics. That's a good idea. I love very interested in Scientology and aliens. So, <laughs> so okay, so, so I'll go first. Yeah, I'll give you my me, backstory first. Tell me about your, like, what's your character's backstory? You want my character or my backstory? Your character is Matt. You mean me? Like, my life as a character? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're playing characters. This is like a performance. It's like a performance art. We're not, not getting really all like parasocial up in here. That's true. I don't want anybody who's listening to this to think that I'm their friend, because I'm not. No. We're just voices. I'm just a voice in your head. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, I have a pathetic backstory with tabletop RPGs, really, really thin and pathetic. I didn't even start playing them until, like, shit, I think, like, Max came back from college and he said, I've discovered this hot new game called Dungeons and Dragons. Um, you know, we were friends throughout high school, and he went off to college to a different school uh, than me, but when he came back, he started playing D&D. And the campaign did not go well. I mean, it was fun for me because it's the first time I had ever played. But thanks to my efforts, along with another friend of ours named Elijah, who we can talk about later. But um, we will. Sure, we'll talk about. We'll have an episode about him. That's we'll have an episode about every friend. This is the Max yeah. episode. This is the Max episode. Session um, zero. The title of this episode is Session Zero. Yeah. I wanted to get that out there. That's a good one. Twenty, 20 minutes in. 
So, so, so my I, my big idea was to split the party at the first session. So there were maybe four people playing this game. It was like me, Elijah, Mac, another friend of ours, and Noble. Who's another friend. And I think Elijah and I just left and abandoned them. And so Max had to deal with two different parties of people for like three months. Not a good look. Joe, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. You're just thinking about it? I was just kind of waiting for the story to end. That is the story. That's it's oh, not a that's good story. story. This is a comedy podcast, everyone. It is? It is. Okay. I think we're funny. People have told me that, but I don't know if I believe it. People have told you I'm funny? Yeah. Your mom, when I called her last night at 11 p.m. <laughs> anyway, that was my first experience with D&D. And then... Jesus, did I... I haven't really... I've played a few campaigns and one-shots and stuff. i played a few systems, like Burning Wheel I like a lot with Michael. Undisclosed. Oh, I doxed Michael. Oops. <laughs> Whatever. Um, we'll, we'll, um... We'll fix, we'll, edit we'll fix that in post. Yeah, I played Burning Wheel with Mike. I played Star, a couple Star Wars campaigns, so like Star Wars Tabletop RPG. And my current D&D character that I'm playing is a wizard named Old Ben, who is based on Obi-Wan Kenobi, but is also um, a total freak. He's a, he's, a, he's a freak in the sheets, you know what I'm saying? I feel like he's getting nasty out there. I've played with Old Ben. I could not tell that he was based on Obi-Wan Kenobi. You couldn't tell? <laughs> no, no. I, I did the voice. Oh. I was trying to do the voice. I, you, you know, know the voice, maybe only in the voice and the fact that the names are Old Ben. Yeah. But there's a, um... There's a big... <laughs> there's a big character leap. Like, the two people don't have the same characters. Not, not quite. There's a bit of a difference. But they are both wizards. I'm, I'm so pissed at you, by the way, about that. Oh, about what? About the fact that you fucking talked to Max before, and you're like, well, I'm leaving for Northern California, so why don't you kill my character? And I then, think we're getting uh, a lot less careful about our undisclosed locations. Yeah, okay, um, well, whatever. California's a big matter. state, so. Yeah, you're leaving for North. You, we could be talking about Northern Baja, California. That's you know, true. We could be. We could be for all we're live in Mexico right now. Don't come visit us. We don't want any sort of parasocial relationship. Yeah, I don't want to be your friend. No. I mean, maybe some of you. No. Well, it depends. That could be a Patreon tier. Become our friend. <laughs> be my friend. <laughs> That's true. That's true. $500 right. a month. We're figuring this out as we go. Mm-hmm. You can leave your suggestions in the in the comments. Okay, well, I what's guess. your history with D&D, motherfucker? Um... We'll have to tell the story of, of that we're referencing at some point. Um, yeah. Well. Oh, do we not? We didn't. That's a good story, though. I don't want to. I don't want to tell it because it's good. You know what I mean? I'll all right. So we're show. like we're dangling this carrot in front of our listeners' ears. Yeah. If you listen to more episodes, you may hear the story of how Joey killed, did some did some nasty stuff to me. I think you just gave it away. But well, now now we know what to expect. Um, well, you know, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. I guess not. So my name's Joe Danger. I, as I mentioned, professional dungeon master. I do all sorts of different facilitation stuff. I do a lot of work in youth leadership. And I'm also a master's student getting my degree in Latin American theology. How long is that taking you? How long is that? I took a break. 
took a break, dude. Let me tell you something, okay? I'm going to finish my PhD before you finish your master's degree. You might. It's quite possible. You also started before me. Well, whatever. Anyway, yeah, what's your history? Keep going. My history with tabletop role-playing. So when I was a kid, yeah. probably like six years old, and I loved The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings was like about to come out. I was so excited. The Peter Jackson uh, version. I'd already seen like the old cartoons, and my dad came up to me one day and said, "Hey, Joe Danger, I've got this little booklet, and it was the blue and white booklet from the basic set of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. This was back from like in the eighties. Um, he handed it to me and he said, "You might enjoy this game. It's about like killing dragons and stuff." And I read that book every single night. Mm-hmm. And then every birthday for the next, like, probably ten years, I asked for more books for this game, Dungeons and & Dragons. And I always begged my family to play. And finally, in, like, third grade, mind you, this is, like, two years later, after I've been introduced to the greatest game of all time, I... Um, I, I finally met friends, and I made them play with me, and I taught them how to play, and I was always the dungeon master. And then when I got to college, I that was how I made friends. I walked around with a T-shirt, a Dungeons & Dragons T-shirt on my, on my body, mm-hmm. and waited for people to come up to me and say, hey, I would really like to play, but we need a dungeon master. And I would say, hey, I'm a dungeon master. And so we would play, and we had a pretty consistent group for like four years and then when I left the country we um, broke things off and I've come back and played a couple of times so you've gotten to play with Matt a few times and mm-hmm. Matt makes pretty consistently I would say the most insufferable characters you can possibly imagine <laughs> yeah I don't even know how to play these games I just make characters that are uh, wild and wacky you know what I'm saying it's true it's true Matt really doesn't know how to play the game I don't know what I'm doing out there. Um, but I played, so I played for the past, uh, like, 20 years or so, and I've played across 2nd Edition, Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, 3rd, or 3.5 Edition, and 5th Edition. So I skipped 4th. You skipped 4th? I did skip 4th Edition. It was easily the most balanced system. Like, but uh, like for combat? Yeah, for combat. Okay. Um, and, you know, everybody likes, Everyone likes to talk about balance now, yeah, nowadays. Balance. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. It's very popular. Which, funnily enough, historically in role-playing games and in games in general, like if you're, if you're playing games from the 70s or earlier, balance is not really as big of a concern. Um, there's just kind of this assumption that sometimes the game is not going to be balanced or your choices are not always going to be optimal. Mm-hmm. And that that's less, um, that's less of a big deal in the past. Well, I mean, it's interesting to say that, Joe, because I am more familiar with video games than tabletop RPGs. So tell and, us a bit about video, your history of video games, because I don't know a whole lot about video games. Oh, wow. What's wrong with you? You're so popular. Well, you know, I only like games that I can play with friends. So. Oh, well, that's, I mean, I, you, uh, people tell me you can play video games with friends, but I don't do it. Um, I have a really lengthy history of video games. My, I have an older brother who's quite a lot older than I am. And growing up, 
from like the time that I have memory. You know what I mean? However old that is, I don't know. I was always playing his hand-me-down games. Mm-hmm. So although we're of the age where, you know, maybe when we were kids we were playing like the N64 and the GameCube and stuff, the earliest consoles I played were like the NES and the SNES because I was playing his games on those consoles all the time as a kid. Mm-hmm. So basically I spent my entire life playing video games. I still somehow had some academic success. I don't know how it happened. Um, some might say some pseudo-academic success. Um, yeah, I mean, I might say that, actually. But, uh, hey, I got paid to do some academic thing for some stretch of time. That's got to count as something. That sounds good. It's got to count for something. That's true. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I played a lot of old video games, new video games, and most of these games, especially single, like, I mostly play single-player games, and these all tend to be pretty imbalanced. Um, in almost all of them, there are builds that are far superior to others, and, you know, one might choose to... Um, uh, level oneself into an uh, inferior build just to experience that sort of mechanical uh, interaction. But most of the time, you know, if you want to win relatively easily, you uh, put your stat points or whatever the system is in the game. It's like a level-based system into the into the builds that are maximum and optimal. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly, that's one style of play. And I think that one of the interesting things about role-playing games, whether they be video games or tabletop, is that does the act of role-playing, of assuming a role or a character, does that give you some kind of additional incentive to choose mechanically suboptimal choices? I definitely think it does. That's how I make most of my characters. I never, I'm like the opposite of a min-maxer. I, I give testimony to this. He I don't give a fuck about my abilities. <laughs> he's more of a max minner. If you I'm if a you max minner, that's for sure, for sure. Max, he's a min matter. Max is? No, um, you're a min matter. Because you're Matt. I'm a, I'm a min mat. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm a Matt min. Matt min. Matt max minner. There you go. <laughs> um, but I mean, some of our friends really enjoy the. Min-maxing is maybe like a derogatory term, but I just mean focusing on making builds that are actually good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think, and you know, there's an art and there's a skill, and there's something so fun about discovering some combination of different um, abilities or feats or powers or class features that Mm -hmm. uh, produces some amazing wild results or kind of like gaining the mechanics to create something absurdly powerful. So, like, that's fun, and it's a skill, that and is it's fun. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, the only difference... So that's in and of itself fun to make characters that are very, you know, potentially powerful. Or one could, you know, uh, play that character, and it would be very powerful. The only question in my mind is, since it is a communal experience, tabletop RPG playing, mm-hmm. to what degree is there some sort of... Um, ethical is too strong of a word, but there's some kind of imperative to not do that, because if everybody did that, all the encounters would be trivialized to a certain degree. I mean, I guess the DM could pump it with really hard monsters or something, but, you know, if everybody's min-maxing, then I think the game won't be as fun. That might just be me. Well, I think, you know, I think that you are right, and you have, like, a really... uh, You've hit on something that I think is a problem for a lot of Mm -hmm. groups. Can you say I'm right again? Huh? 
Can you say that I'm right again? Yes, you're right. You're right, Matt. Yep. I think a lot of groups struggle not necessarily with everyone min-maxing, which does admittedly prove challenging to a lot of dungeon masters. Like, how do I create a challenge for a group that's so powerful that's not yep. just like, oh, let me just bump up the hit points on this monster so it takes longer. You know, how do I create something that's actually challenging? Mm-hmm. But I think the bigger, like, unfun piece comes from when certain characters in a party are min-maxed and others are not. Yeah. Because then the one character can breeze through encounters and basically invalidates almost the existence, at least within combat, of the other players and the other players' characters. I actually have a problem with this. So one of my characters in a campaign that's kind of like on pause right now because we've been doing other stuff Yeah, is Vincenzo. And, you know, he's like a decent fighter. He's normal mostly. But somehow through the perks that I took and the synergies in 3.5, I don't remember all the justifications. I would have to go back and look. He ended up with like insane bonus to his uh, diplomacy checks and his speech-based checks, like the, the natural bonus to it that you add when you make your d20 roll yeah so if i if i just did that i would basically never lose any like speech-based checks but of course being aware of that i don't do that that often you know what i mean like i don't i don't do all the checks like that yeah um because i knew i i I know i'd fuck it up if i were (laughs) actually using that yeah well that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and like is there some kind of imperative because -hmm. you're playing in a group or what is the imperative of, like, toning down or not trying to kind of cheese your way through every encounter? I mean, have you, since you're a professional DM um, and you're DMing for people who pay you, do you find that the people who are paying you, A, do this, you know, just to, to, in the first place, do it, but also B, do they enjoy doing this kind of stuff? Because, I mean, you're getting paid. Optimizing the characters. Yeah, I mean, are the people who I don't know who's paying you, but whoever it is, do they do they do that shit? You know, who, <laughs> who else would pay? No shit, the players are paying you, but like uh, I don't know who that is. You know, what I'm like I don't know. Well, you know, I have like I have um, uh, client confidentiality, so I know you do. But I'm just I'm not asking about who. I'm not asking like who they are. You know what I'm saying? I want to know about their psychology. I want you to get in there. Oh yeah. Um, do they do they optimize? Do yeah, they do your players you? optimize? Do they do they and does it fuck up the experience? Well, this is um, they do. A lot of them oh, do well. optimize. No. Um, Not cool. A couple of them in particular, and I think that I think I know who you DM for, and I think I know who is doing it in particular. I, I think you know anymore. too. I think um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they do, and mm-hmm. part of it is that there is a certain, like, delight that some of them, uh, or that a lot of people take in, oh, I can just, like, clear this encounter. I can just mm-hmm. meet everyone here, or I can... One guy has some absurd bonus to diplomacy. It's, like, in the 40s, like, plus 40 or something. Which, in Pathfinder, which is the edition that we play, you know, it's... That is really good. I mean, oh, you're playing Pathfinder? We're playing Pathfinder, yeah. Oh, I know. Um, for I, I think Pathfinder is a more interesting and fun edition than 5th edition for, like, longer-term oh. play. I think 5th edition is 
definitely my preferred system if you're just going to like sit down with a bunch of friends. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a lot more streamlined, and I think that, especially at higher levels, Pathfinder becomes kind of unwieldy because you have, like, 20 different bonuses to add to each strike. So it, Pat, is Pathfinder an extension of or, like, repetition of 3.5? You know, I'm basically? thinking... I think it would be nice if maybe we should just do like a whole history of of Dungeons and Dragons and various spin-offs. Okay, um, that sounds interesting to me. I myself only own a handful of source books and what have you. Alright, coming next. And a history of the genre and something about philosophy. Yeah. We'll talk about history itself. Yeah. What is history? Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we need to do like Foucault talks about history, right? And like the construction of knowledge. Foucault is very popular right now. He's big. Well, and that's what I'm thinking. You know, we got to get these these Zoomers interested. With the Do Zoomers philosopher. even read books? Oh God, now I sound like a grumpy old man. Um, no, Zoomers watch YouTube video essays. Yeah, about Foucault. Yeah, about Foucault. I'm doing um, serious philosophy here, Joey. Okay, I don't have time for YouTube. Okay, wait. So, so Pathfinder is like a repetition of right. 3.5. Sort yeah, of. Pathfinder is a lot like uh, 3.5. A few things are streamlined, and you have a few more options. In any case, the result of having so many different options is you really you have a lot more opportunities to build like highly optimized characters. And so there is this yeah. delight that comes from, oh, my character is so strong or so good at this one thing that I can bypass any encounter or I can defeat almost any encounter. I can or highly unoptimized characters, too. In 3.5. You can't. Well, the disparity is much larger. That's true. So that's that's the main thing that I like about 3.5 versus 5e. 5e is getting there now because it has all these books, right? So it's like yeah. adding a bunch of, of stuff to 5e. But 3.5 has an inconceivable number of options for character customization. Yeah. Um, you did a one-shot that went okay, but there were too many people there. But anyway, there were, where there were too many people. But we were all there, and we decided, perhaps without telling you, I don't remember, that we were going to just randomize, like we were going to pick stuff out of three different books, and it was going to be random which books it would come from, so totally randomized. And uh, I made a guy that had two heads and had like a bunch of BDSM gear, and a whip was his only weapon. And he was so useless that I could I did maybe one damage per attack. <laughs> I, this one shot was a disaster. I had a lot of fun. Oh, also, Faraz <laughs> completely fucked it up. I know, Faraz, if you're listening, you're not going to want to hear this, but you totally fucked it up. What did Faraz do? So we, if I'm remembering correctly, we went to this place, and this guy said something like, oh, well, you know, um, oh, yeah. come back later. And then he just said, no, we're doing it now. We were supposed to have a whole investigative section, but Faraz, like, skipped it and went straight into it. Four-hour, five-hour battle sequence, something like that. <laughs> True. Which the battle sequence would have gone much faster if you had done more than damage. one point of damage. I did one point of damage, and um, there were so many players that we couldn't get into the into the room where the enemies were. So there's like a conga line of people waiting to get into the room to do damage. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is. Because this is the beauty of the game is even when it's you know terrible, it's still fun. Oh yeah, that was a hilarious session. It was definitely <laughs> good fun. Good fun indeed. Yeah. So 
so I think that I think that there's there's something appealing about doing both, and I think that it's really interesting the way that you can use the mechanics of the game to tell different stories. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think we think of the mechanics as being separate from the like role playing or the story or a, I think in fifth edition they've kind of divided that up into three pillars. Here we go. The, the three, three pillars. pillars of adventure. Combat, social interaction, and exploration. There you go. So it's easy to think of like the mechanics as being separate from everything else that happens in the game. Yeah. But there are a lot of ways that you can use the mechanics and manipulate the mechanics to tell different stories. Mm-hmm. And when you play different games or even different editions of Dungeons and Dragons, for example, the the mechanics that are available to you do alter the things that you are at least encouraged to do by the mechanics. Uh-huh. Um, you can kind of twist them into telling whatever sort of story you want, but some, it's a lot easier to tell certain kinds of stories with the mechanics available. You want to give... Uh... Like an example? I would love to give an example. So I think of um, Call of Cthulhu is a game. I think they're on their seventh edition right now. Many. I can't even count that, huh? What was that? I can't even... Seven is too many. It's a lot of editions. Well, they go through it quicker, and one of the things that's really nice about the seventh edition is it's backwards compatible with all previous editions. Oh, that's actually really cool. It's an incredible feat of game design. Um... Fifth edition is easy to convert into for Dungeons and Dragons, uh-huh. but you do need to convert, so it's not backwards compatible. Right. Um, so, like, if I wanted to use the book of erotic fantasy or whatever with five U, I'd have to tweak it a little bit. You have to tweak it quite a lot, actually. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I look smart to you? Fuck that. I'm gonna show you. Yeah, I can't see you right now because it's a podcast, not a video. Uh-huh. We're not in the same room. If they can't tell by my shitty mic quality, they will soon realize that we aren't in the same room. I think your mic sounds actually pretty good to me. I'm worried oh, about my mic. You sound like you always do. You know, you, I mean, in person, you sound like a fucking tin can. You sound like gargling on some, like, old razor blades or something. I don't know what's going on over there. But well, you I'm glad like that normal. now the listeners know that it's this is how I normally sound. It's not the mic yeah. issue. It's not the mic. Yeah. Do we... Maybe we want to just kind of close out with talking about what we we've already given some hints as to what we're hoping to find and and make through this podcast but maybe you want to i don't know like share some hopes and dreams my hope is that we can continue doing this and do not give up after three episodes that is a big ask that my, that's my dream that's a big ask and yeah. uh i don't see it happen you know I uh, I hope so too. Uh-huh. We'll just you know why don't we meet back in a week and we'll do something. Yeah, that's the that's you know I, I uh, Mac does a podcast that's like 800 episodes long or something. Yeah, and uh, he said that their motto or their goal was just to do it every week or however often they wanted to record something like every other week or whatever. Yeah. Irrespective of uh, of anything, like to keep it as low effort as possible. So we should definitely at least try to force ourselves to do it every every other yeah. week or every week or whatever we want to do. And I think that you know, worst case scenario, you and I get to chat for like an hour. Yeah, and that's pretty bad. That's true. That would really suck. Pretty bad. This is why we're gonna get call your mom and chat with her instead. That's true. That might happen. I got her phone number. <laughs> uh, 
I think we. Uh, I definitely want guests. That's the best idea. We need guests. Yeah, we need those guests. Um, so there. That's okay. Two things so far. We're gonna have more than three episodes. Uh-huh. We are going to have guests. Well, this might be a great place to stop this. Well, no. you know, maybe not a great place. This is a place to stop the podcast. I'm gonna hang up on you. Um, great. Okay. Well, do I? I'm gonna close this tab. I think we should have a way that we sign off. Like, we could just, you know, say send me money, something like that. Send me money. Send me money. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. I hope we've made a good case for us getting money. If we didn't, I don't know why I'm bothering to talk to you. You know, it's a good point. I mean, we've raised a couple of different potential objectives, but really, it's the money. If it's money, is mostly that's my only objective in life. And that's because we just live in a a world where you need money to survive. No. I just want the money. I don't care about anything. I don't want the money for any instrumental purpose. I just want the money. All right. I think you're really going to start alienating some of listeners. I want to swim around. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be like screwed McDuck. I think you're in the wrong career. <laughs> That's what people keep telling me. Um, but anyway, I'm leaving now. All right. <laughs> Send me money. That's our sign-off line. Send me money.